This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Rock and Roll Denim, Pendleton Whiskey, Bill Fick Ford, the WCRA, and Resistall. Born in the iconic American Western town of Pendleton, Oregon, and taking its name from one of the most revered rodeos in the world, my absolute favorite rodeo, known for the grass, the Pendleton Roundup. Pendleton Whiskey is a modern celebration of a century-old tradition. Pendleton Whiskey is barrel-aged in American oak and cut with Glacier Fred spring water from Oregon's Mount Hood. For an uncommonly smooth, rich taste, and complex flavor, the Pendleton Whiskey brand honors a heritage that inspires us to live boldly, never lose sight of the values we believe in, and taste the moment, wherever we may be. The legacy of the American cowboy is forged in every single bottle. A taste of true Western tradition is always worth raising a glass to. Discover more at PendletonWhiskey.com. Oh, and Pendleton Whiskey is the official whiskey of Pro Rodeo and of the PBR. Pendleton Blended Canadian Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, Pendleton Distilleries, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Bill Fick Ford, the number one Super Duty dealer in the entire country, is still taking care of their customers. It's hard to get trucks right now, but there's some perks when you're the number one Super Duty dealer in the country. You still got trucks. Go to BillFickFordHuntsville.com to get the no-bull discounts that no one else is giving during this crazy time that we're living in. Bill Fick Ford is still the place to go. In fact, if you ask me, it's the only place to get a new Super Duty dealer today. Bill Fick Ford. The Women's Rodeo World Championship is the largest purse in the history of women's rodeo, paying out a total of $750,000. The event will take place October 26th through the 29th in Las Vegas at the South Point Arena. Each Women's Rodeo World Champion will take home a minimum of $60,000 each, while the all-around champion will collect a minimum of $20,000. The championship event just is out equal money in all disciplines. This is your chance at a piece of that $750,000 purse. Earn your position on the leaderboard by nominating your team roping, breakaway, and barrel racing runs with the WCRA. Visit womensrodeoworldchampionship.com to learn more on how to qualify for the richest event in history of women's rodeo. Again, that's womensrodeoworldchampionship.com. What sets Resist All apart is the legacy of the cowboys who wear the brand. These traditions are passed down from fathers to sons, from heroes to future champions. Since 1927, Resist All has been handcrafting the finest American-made cowboy hats. Generation after generation, we live it. This is The Gage with host Chance Conradu. Are you freaking serious? It's Conrado. This is The Gage, and I am Chance Conrado. On this episode of the podcast, we've got Ryan Padone's husband. He was supposed to bring the Badger, but Don Lee did not bring the Badger, so we just had to talk about the Badger for 45 minutes. Not really. We kind of just shot the shit and did the Gage thing, but uh, it's kind of like a bonus extra episode. We've got uh, a lot of other things coming out, but he's a fun guy, so we had a fun conversation. Check it out. You said you were at uh, baseball, t-ball, something like that? Yeah, baseball. Kid. How's your son? 11. 11? Yeah. Played in Irving. West side of Dallas over there. Really? Kind of in the ghetto. That is the ghetto. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Don, thanks for coming. You know, I don't think I've ever met you or anything, but when you have a name like Don Lee, it's like it's going to be one of two things. Either you're a veterinarian with a pet badger or you're a kung fu master. I didn't really know which way it was going to go. Right? Um, Yeah, I always get that. Everybody thinks 
You're a white guy with a red beard. A little more look like a lumberjack than a than a Chinese guy. So yeah, you look like you would have stopped at the bar on your way over here. There's Jameson over there. That's right. I uh, I try to hold off that anymore. Just stick to the beer. Really? That Yingling's pretty good now. So which beer is it? That Yingling. I don't even know what that is. Is that like a craft it's, beer? Yeah, German really? German craft. First first American brewery, actually here, brought over by the Germans. Mm-hmm. It was up north. And now it's in Texas. So yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It, with the red beard, you change out your shirt, put on a different thing, put some beads in your beard, and you could be a barista with your craft beer. So <laughs> there there, you there's go. a lot of different <laughs> ways you could go with that. You have like yeah. a, a very uh, unique look. You could either be what you are, or you could be something the exact opposite. <laughs> For sure. And you don't have to change anything but your T-shirt. <laughs> I'm not sure that beard's long enough for beads. Not yet, but it could be. Give them a few days. It was Bye. about two weeks ago. Really? What's the longest you've ever let it be? Uh, it's probably been four inches. Really? Yeah. Full on lumberjack. Yeah, about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the definition of red beard. I had to shave it. I was supposed to be hunting this week in Colorado, and when I was shooting, I would catch catch my beard on my bowstrings, mm. and so I shaved it down. Really? Well, why are you not chasing muleys with your bow? Uh, well, uh the the PBR bull rider mm-hmm. that that died in Fresno yeah they worked for us and so I stayed home because well we thought the funeral and everything was going to be this week so yeah stayed home to handle all man or make sure we were all there for that yeah what a tragic accident huh yeah, for sure for you, sure they've got things pretty you know pretty down pat in the PBR but there's nothing you can you can do sometimes no not at all not at all it's, they're a great family too but terrible terrible deal yeah but, yeah, that is sad. I'm sorry to hear about that. No do you, I mean, so do you like to hunt? Is that one of your big? Oh yeah, that's. I used to rope a lot. Now I don't have time. Ryan, she would always get mad at me. She's like, "Oh, well, you need to go practice. You need to go practice. Or why even go?" And I was like, "Cause it's a is a hobby. I enjoy doing it." And so I said, "Well, I'm just going to take two weeks off and quit if I <laughs> make stupid mistakes and not win." And it, I like to win, so it was pissing me off a little bit. So yeah. Well, especially Stop. where you guys are at down here. I mean, if you're not all in, then it really there's no point yeah, in going. It's just get spanked for sure. It's for not sure. a it's not a hobby. I think that anybody who rodeoed, I don't know how much you rodeoed or or how serious you got about it, or, but I'm sure you realize it's like you either go down this path or figure out a real career. And I think I guess you decided that. Just yeah, like I did. yeah. I went a couple times in the summer, but yeah, you can't you can't do both or. At least I couldn't. There might be a few handful of guys that can, but yeah, I don't know. Not this one. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to have kids and do all that, it makes it real tough. Yeah, for sure. It's so. impressive when people can pull it off. So yeah, we just hunt. My boy, he likes to hunt, fish. So that's what that's what I do. And in, in the free time, versus I've been on a horse one time in two years. Really? Yeah. I told Ryan. I said, that, "Well, take that back. Been on it twice." When she set the arena record at Saxon, I had to lead her in. I said, make sure you give this horse some drugs so I don't get bucked off when that helicopter's landing over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so what is your background? like, Man, I grew up in a little town um, about an hour west here called Perrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduated with about 28 people. Real small town. Um, uh, I wasn't much of a farmer, and I didn't like the oil field, so I told him I was going to school, and... Here we are. Had a real good mentor in college. and Where did you go to school? Easy Credit University. Yeah. East Central in yeah. Ada, Oklahoma. 
And you, you always wanted to go that veterinarian path or? No, actually, I uh, I took my MCATs, scored high enough to apply to uh, med school. And that advisor I had said, man, you should apply to vet school. And I was like, I don't know. They told me it was real hard to get in. So I was just going to do the med school deal and applied and got in. And I went to OSU up there. Where, really? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there's a whole lot in between. Well, I didn't want to be in the oil field or be a farmer, and then I took the MCATs. And yeah. not very many people <laughs> do that. You know, yeah. It's a very difficult test. The uh, um, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. We grew. I grew up in the oil field. That's pretty much all my family does. We have really? some oil wells, and my dad works for a pipeline company and things like that. And so, and then we had farmed and ran some cows and that sort of thing. But oops, sorry. Whoops. You didn't give me that instruction, right? <laughs> it's going to be an emergency of some sort. Yeah. Well, at least it's not the FBI this <laughs> That's time. That's right. Where the phone rings with the pedone on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. back. Not the FBI this time for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I went to a little cool school, played played a little bit of ball. Uh, didn't throw hard enough to, to go very far at that. So just finished out school. and Yeah. Obviously, you were very intelligent if you went the path you went and dedicated because, I mean, I only know like two or three people personally who are able to pull that off, like the schooling it takes to even get to where you take that test. I just say I was lucky. I really? I intelligent I was. Well, I mean, you got to be pretty dedicated <laughs> and complete a lot of schoolwork. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. There was a lot of a lot of schoolwork, but I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I was fortunate enough that school wasn't extremely hard. Uh that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You put on Lonesome Dove and study the night before, and by the time Lonesome Dove's done, you should know everything you need to know about that test. I mean, if you play the whole Yeah, six film, hours. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can finish the semester in two or three days. For yeah. sure. Still, For it's sure. a classic. It's a classic. It is. I bet you never watched Lonesome Dove, Dove have you? Not really. I should have not put as much whiskey in that coffee. <laughs> yeah. A little too much? A little bit. Yeah, I wasn't quite ready. Who puts a whiskey in their coffee? Most people. A lot of people, son. Yeah, well, I don't drink coffee, so. You don't look like the kind of boy who would put whiskey in his coffee. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be, if I'm drinking coffee, I'm trying to wake up, not wake up and get. No, you want to be right here. You don't want to go too far up here, and you never want to go down here, so you just you mix the two. But also, I'm not the guy that would be drinking coffee at, like, 530 in the, at, in the afternoon. No, you didn't have the night I had last night. <laughs> Plus, I don't think they would let you even, they'd probably ID you for coffee, let alone the whiskey. <laughs> Well, let's fast forward here because when did you meet Ryan? Because, I mean, from what I know about Ryan, I mean, that had to be a very difficult approach. You probably could have got punched in the face. Uh, well, actually, the first time I met Ryan, I, I uh, changed a flat tire for about 12 years ago or so. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was actually working for Josh at Outlaw, and he sent me to change a tire, and I'd never met her. Uh, and that was actually the first time I met her. It was changing a trailer tire really yep and it was just love at first sight or did she quote some some of the constitution Constitution. first she uh she probably wasn't into the constitution as much then uh we still thought the bushes were good people back then uh so uh lots changed yeah lots changed since then um but no uh no it wasn't until actually probably about five years later after that that we actually got together. Really? You know, she's a diamond in the rough, and I had to polish her up a little bit to get her where she's at. Now. 
I'd like to hear more on how you accomplish that exactly. Accomplish that? I, yeah. Well, according to her, it was her that approached me, not really? the other way around. That's yeah. actually not that surprising. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, just started hanging out a little bit. Uh, as you can probably know, I don't I don't really go to barrel races and watch them run uh, yeah, I don't very much you. other than uh, when I go to work at the shows, and then I don't even get to watch them run, but... Yep. Uh, I don't know, just working on horses and being a friend, I guess, is how it all all came down to the end. Yeah. Yeah, and she looked at she's like, this some bitch is going to keep my horses sound. sound. Yeah, feed them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we, uh, when we first moved to where we were, uh, we work all day, and we didn't have any help at all. I mean, no help at all. And uh, if she was gone, then I would have to feed at night, and then we'd have to feed on weekends. And I told her one day after about three or four months of that, I was like, hey, I'm quitting this job, so uh, you better find some help or you're going to be on your own. <laughs> How'd that go over? Good. We found some help. <laughs> <laughs> it was that or just call it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that or they weren't getting fed. Just turn them all out like cows, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's always the scary part. If you if you go down the road, you hire somebody to feed your horses, you almost always come back and they look like shit. Uh, well, I mean... Ryan's, Ryan's pretty good about it. Uh, they always say you can't starve a profit, and I can promise you that's true. There's more hay on the ground than probably most people feed them at our house. Yeah. Wasting. Yeah. Back to the ground where it came from. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you have to be a very specific kind of man to be able to, one, date a fraternity person. They just came out with the, the decade winners in Bear Horse News, and I think she was, like, in the top seven or eight of them. Yeah, I think she was six. Yeah. Uh you know, it it actually works out pretty good. I, I, I work a lot, and she works a ton. Uh, she's, her and a couple of her are probably the, the hardest working ones I know. Uh, I would probably say the hardest thing about working with Ryan is there is no schedule. You know, I mean, it's, you never know what you're going to get one day the next. But, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times we don't see, see much of each other, and then that way she don't get tired of me, and I don't get tired of her probably too. <laughs> so, uh that works out, but, um, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but it's kind of leveled out now. We, we know what to expect and right. you don't call her when she's at the show, especially, uh, if things ain't going too well, but yeah, I mean, that's just the whole population of barrel racers, right? It's just the way it is. You grow up with them or you, God forbid you marry one. It, uh, but if you, uh, give her an hour or two, she, she'll look at the bright side of it and focus on the positive. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. You've got quite a few barrel racing clients. I mean, from what? I would probably say 80% of our clientele is barrel racers. Um, and probably of that 80%, another 80% is fraturity horses. I mean, yeah. we do a ton of fraturity horses. Um, you know, and we've been fortunate enough to work on some really good trainers' horses that have really good horses. So we have a lot of horses that we get to work on when, and, I wouldn't say it's anything I do special. I mean, you just got good people on good horses, and they go do their job. We yeah. just try to help them along. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tricky position, especially if you're working on really high-end horses for really high-end trainers and high-end people. I mean, one slip-up, and you're one of the first people they're calling. So, I mean, it's there's a lot that is required of a veterinarian who decides they want to take the path of working with, you know, that clientele. Yeah, and I've had some people say, oh, well, you 
you work on your wife's horses. You're not going to want our horses to win because you want your wife's to win. I said, shoot, have you seen what we've done so far this year? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they'll come around. Uh, if I if I did that, we wouldn't have any clientele. I won't. I, I want them all to win. I feel yeah. like we win if, and not every horse is going to win every time, but if everybody goes out there and it's competitive, I mean, I think that's that's the the general ideal of the business. Yeah. To put good horses and make them competitive every trip. Yeah, and just keep the longevity going, which is for sure. That's try not, probably try not to do any harm. You right. know, make them worse in the long run. You won't have a better product at the end than when you started. So right, All right. So you started at Outlaw. Is that where you started your career? Mm-hmm. And how long were you there? Five years. Yeah. From we went from leasing a place on two eighty seven from a lady, uh, another veterinarian, and then to the to the little shop behind the, his house, and then to the big clinic. Um, yeah, we actually drew that new clinic out on a napkin one day at, <laughs> at Chili's. What better thing to do at Chili's? Right. You can't look at that menu too long because you're going to be disappointed when right. it shows they, up. They, get, they, they frown upon it when you're back there trying to bartend. You don't work there, so they frown upon it. I've heard that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, do you know anything about that, Ty? About what? Bartending at Chili's? Nope. Oh. Yeah. Although yeah. Chili's is a good sa- establishment. Yeah, subpar. Yeah, it's, it's right. Like, in the it's, it, if, I mean, like if you just need a place to go, like suddenly on a like a Thursday night, Chili's is not a bad place to go. Well, we were there probably back when we worked, and I lived on the south side of Decatur, and we worked on the north side. We were there probably six nights a week, so yeah, we knew them too well. Probably, yeah. there's not a ton of places to eat in Decatur. There's just a few. Yeah, that are decent. What's that? that one off the highway, Catfish O'Hare's. Is that place good? I have never stopped there it, my entire life. I've ate there probably once in 12 years, and it was actually pretty good. But anymore, we don't, I don't, I don't, we don't hardly go to town, honestly. Yeah. Live in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, uh, Catfish O'Hare's was pretty good. Casa Torres, yeah. real good. That and good. Then, Been there. Uh, Roosters is pretty good. That barbecue place on yeah. the square. Yeah, we go to uh, Hard Eight a bunch. We live. Just uh, east of Decatur. Oh, yeah. Heart so we can go good. to that Roanoke. Oh, yeah. That's real good. Yeah, that place is good. Because I think I got a hard eight in Stephenville, too, but it's not as good. Really? Not nearly as good. I've never been to the one in Roanoke. Just the one in Stephenville. Yeah. Roanoke's different. I think that's the original one. Yeah, it's gotcha. like an old stone building. They've got, like, stone smokers. It's pretty pretty, pretty cool. good. It is pretty good. I feel like barbecue. It's Texas. You got to like right. barbecue. You got to like it. Jesus and football. Otherwise, you can't be here. <laughs> Oh, well, I, try, I try not to watch much football or baseball because all the nonsense. No, nah, just uh, I played both a little bit in school, and uh, like I said I was just subpar at both, so I didn't make it very far. But always figured uh, might have made a little too much money on some things. Some of them did. It seems like it. It yeah. does. When you have when you have professional athletes like that and and they're telling average people how they should live their lives and lock themselves down and do all that, it's like it's just a little silly, right? What do you know about the real world? You don't. Yeah, talk I mean, to a veterinarian. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, you say you got sixteen people working for you and you just shut everything down. I mean, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, who can live off? What did they give everybody six hundred bucks? Yeah, for a month or twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, well, it was a it was a few hundred a week. I think they bumped it up because I think uh, regular unemployment's like three fifty a week, and then you got an extra couple hundred. Yeah, couple so I mean, hundred. then they're still handing it out. That's why a lot of people don't go to work. Like you drive around this area in the Metroplex. I mean, we're basically downtown Fort Worth right now. 
Yeah, I was wondering if I needed to bring my, my pistol up here with me, but I left it in the car, I wasn't sure. You know what, we had a uh, an Olympic shooter. She won the silver medal in, uh, was it in Japan? Where was the Olympics just at? I didn't watch a single Tokyo. Second. Tokyo, yeah. And she brought her fancy shotgun up here. That was the closest we've had. I think. No joke. I don't think I've ever brought a gun in here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There's probably, probably been guns in here that we just weren't aware of. Right? Yeah. You know what, I think I did have... One in here one time, but usually not. Yeah, they're most likely concealed. The hairstylist downstairs, they don't take too kindly <laughs> to our type. Yeah, I saw the mask up before you enter. I was like, I don't even own a mask, so I'm just going to risk it. I don't, just, I, don't, I don't think they ever pulled it down is all. Yeah, I, I haven't, I've seen people downstairs not bother with it either, so I just think someone forgot to take it down. I mean, we were doing episodes right in the middle of this, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve time. Right. And we just never did it. Got yelled at a couple times by them. We're like, oh nope, we're a business here too. And guess what? We don't want masks. So haha. <laughs> For sure. The it's stairs to, are free. It's hard to talk through a mask, but uh and breathe. Well, and we were fortunate enough too. We didn't really slow down. We had two weeks that were pretty slow. Uh I went fishing a couple days during those two weeks, during the middle of the week that I never get to do. And after that it was just back to normal. Back to normal, picked up and gangbusters yeah no one in this industry really cared no I mean, not it, it's, at all it screwed up rodeo to all kinds of rodeos got canceled and all that but i mean other than that no one was doing anything different your rural people don't even they don't care they don't know the difference no you know it's the city people that it really affects yeah it, it didn't if you go out to where we live it doesn't look like anything's changed yeah but yeah the whole world is just gone nuts must be really hard for you to get ivermectin right now, huh? It is. It's on back order. You'd yep. be surprised uh, at everything that's on back order. Dex, clenbuterol, which is um uh, how much we're paying for a gallon of alcohol versus what we paid before all this. I mean, yeah. it more than doubled. And, like, a lot of the prices on some things. Oh, that's everything. Depomedrol, you can't get it. Like normal depot because Pfizer owns that company and Pfizer stopped production of that to produce the vaccines. A lot, a lot of things that you use every day that you can't, you can't put your hands on anymore. Clenbuterol, even, huh? Yeah, you got to get it compounded. Or maybe it's just during the pandemic. There's a lot more bodybuilders now. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> maybe maybe the so. bodybuilders love their clenbuterol. <laughs> that uh, keeps the nipples from hurting. <laughs> yeah, there's you, there's a ton of stuff. Or you get allocations like one bottle yeah. a week or something stupid That's like insane. that. insane. Yeah, so how do you guys mitigate all that? Man, uh, try to try to buy it. When it comes off, you try to buy as much as you can until it comes back on or as much as they'll let you have. Yeah. And then, like say, we've been fortunate, some of the compounding pharmacies will still produce it because once it goes on back order, they can legally produce certain drugs that normally they wouldn't be able to produce. So yeah, that makes sense. That helps. But you know, I mean, then you're paying a lot of times double the price, but you got to have it. You got to have it. Right. Yeah. It's like the material stuff. Like I have a business and we deal with a lot of raw materials and the price of one sixteen foot stick of one by one aluminum tube. What the frick? Yeah. It's, it, it is the craziest shit I have ever seen. Like the, the cost of that, it's like $600. Oh, and you can't charge people that, so you're just making less money. Yeah, because no one's gonna pay for that one stick of tube to do one tiny little like repair or something. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have a construction company too, and same thing. Like yeah. sheet metal, just straight galvanized R panel. I mean, it's more than doubled than what it was last year. So yeah, 
I can't believe people still building like they are, but they are. I mean, can't everywhere. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, you can't stop. I'm. I've got a trailer company, and we we do all custom trailers, and a lot of it's for military application, not horse trailers. Tried that, got that T-shirt, lost money, never again. <laughs> but uh, sponsor like two people and be like, yeah, I'll set you up, give you a trailer for costs, and then it's never good enough. So yeah, won't be doing that again. But uh, we did a lot of like government bidding for mobile command units for the military and stuff like that. They just stopped purchasing. Really? So we pushed more towards the service side of things. Like, okay, let's utilize these bays that we've never used and you put like a Google out there, repair trailers and people show up or we do custom trailer work. Next thing you know, people are bringing cargo trailers and they want you to turn them into campers because they can't buy a camper. And then you're like, that sounds like a great idea until you can't get windows, can't get insulation, can't get an air conditioning, can't get generators. Yeah, nothing. And then you're like, well, let me get, let me get a semi load of raw aluminum tube. Dude, you could buy a house cash for what that costs. Cost. Sorry, can't do it. For sure. With, when you're buying pharmaceuticals for veterinary, I mean, is it, th- there's probably not a ton of that, right? Because, I mean, you're behind, like, all the human stuff, right? Uh, what, do, what do you? I could have said that more tactfully. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, is one of the reasons there's such a big shortage on stuff like that is because they're prioritizing all those? Because mo- that's one I, of the things most people don't realize. Is, I think so. To a degree, yes. Because even on things like, take dexamethasone, for example, uh, it's not back ordered. It's just allocated, so you only get X amount, right? Um, per week or month or whatever, right? Uh, and so I, I do think some of it's being allocated on the human side and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Isn't it funny? Like the misconceptions when it comes to things like, well, I mean, most of those drugs that you just mentioned, minus a few, are were for humans before they even were for horses. Oh, for animals. sure. Absolutely. Like the Iver, I don't know how deep you've gone down the ivermectin rabbit hole, but I've gone all the way in, full on. Ty, I did my research too. Uh, but you probably I am did ready your, to go against whatever you have to say. You probably did your research in a different place than I probably did most of my research. We probably researched on the opposite sides of the fence. But I don't. Since you're an expert, I wouldn't call me an expert. Well, I don't have a mech. Yeah, but you've definitely given it. Oh yeah, We've for given it anti-parasitic properties. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Ty, did you know that ivermectin uh, has been prescribed to humans more than it has any other species? Yeah, but not for COVID, though. That's the whole point. It's meant for, it's like you said, anti-parasitic. But you can't overdose on it, so it doesn't even matter. Even if you did a tube of ivermectin, I don't think it could kill you based on... The weight? No. The weight, but, yeah. But also, the thing is, though, it's it's the specific tubes are meant for horses, or meant for, like we said, bigger animals, and there's different ingredients that are not probably not that are not known of how they interact with human bodies well especially the apple zest right yeah but that's apple that's the big get you that's the big reason why people are the fda and the cdc is saying please don't take the horse version of this because there's inactive ingredients that could fuck with the body but they're telling you not to take any version of it yeah because it's, it works well not for covid and with that joe rogan thing he took how many other things with it and I think the antibodies I forgot what the I think he took Dex too. Yeah, he took I'm Dex. Sure he, he took Dex. He took uh, Ivermectin. He took uh, the some other antibody that's been used and like is widely been been working with treatments. You know who else used Ivermectin before any of this? Trump. Trump took Trump Ivermectin man. and Dex. But he also took and he, he also, was he also took a the same antibodies that I'm talking about. I need to figure out what what exactly they were yeah you can get all that stuff from your doctor but the whole the whole scare tactic of ivermectin is it's just ridiculous because 
if you talk to a pharmacologist, which I did, the amount that you would have to take is it's even more than what's in just a tube of. Oh warmer. yeah, it's, it's, it's an insane it's, amount because it's so benign and it's so non harmful to the human body. Like, they're the guy I talked to has been prescribing it for decades, and he's like, I you would have to take so much of that that you would probably just die from bloating before you, the, the medication would actually kill you because yeah. it's just it's just not harmful. And it, but again, like we said, it treats something different. It's not meant to fight viruses. It's supposed to fight things that are parasitic that have different muscle things like that. A virus doesn't have muscles and organs that the that ivermectin attacks. I mean, it's been it's shown in it's, a lot of different countries that it has antiviral properties. In fact, and part I, of the hold I got, on, let's not yeah, sorry, I'll let you finish. finish. My bad. This is not what you came here for. No, I'm, anyway. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's shown so many antiviral properties that I think when it won, when they won the uh, Nobel Peace Prize in 2014, I think it was for both parasitic and antiviral. I think nope. that's mentioned in the data. Uh, no, the Nobel Peace Prize that was awarded in 2015 for ivermectin was, was for 2015. It was specifically treated for a therapy that two guys created a, I want to say a Japanese person and a Dutch that I might have the first one wrong. But they created treatment with ivermectin to particularly, particularly fight river blindness and elephantesis. I can't talk, say it right. Yeah, that's a hard word. River blindness, though, everybody knows what that is. But it's met. But the the, ther the therapy that they created is what won the Nobel Peace Prize for anti-parasitic use. And going back to what you were saying with um, in terms of having the antiviral, that's only been found in petri dish tests. No, no clinical trials yet. And COVID patients, it turns out. And that's, they're currently trying to work on clinical trials right now, but there's no published or significant findings at this moment to figure out if ivermectin is working or not with COVID patients. But there's also data showing that if you have a virus, the way viruses work is when it attacks your cells, it destroys the cells and releases the toxins. So if you have no toxins in your body and you're, you're a healthy individual and you're a clean individual, in theory, you should have no negative side effects, right? Right. Which and is which is I think why it works so well on healthy people like Joe Rogan. Like he kicked it in like three days, but a lot of it has to do with he was healthy. But I mean, Donald Trump is was never a picture of health. He right. was overweight. He was eating McDoubles with fries, and it, it seemed to help him. Now, the question that I would have for anybody who's against it, right? It's okay. it's very clear that they're it's scare tactics with this ivermectin. There is so much proof that they've been making up these stories of people overdosing from it on horse paste and that's been proven the Oklahoma thing you can go to Google but I would say use like a duck duck go so you don't get their screened version of what you're trying to get yeah it shoot my dad had it two weeks ago really yeah and uh man he was plowing back in three days my dad's no picture of health either he's really? like 65 did he take ivermectin did he take anything or oh he, yeah he did to get from you I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe place, Don. No, he bought it at a store. Really? He bought it at Track Supply. Yeah. Yeah. He just took a... Did you? Did he ask you what amount to take? Yeah, I told him what amount. Yeah. By by pound. I mean, yep. it's all milligrams, so you can do the conversions and everything and and figure it out. Yeah. So I just don't understand though, the scare tactics. It doesn't make sense. Like, if it could help and it's not harmful, other than for the profit, because... They make so much money off of, because if there's a treatment for COVID, I think we've already talked about this on the show with somebody else. If there's a actual treatment or something that works, these pharmaceutical companies can't get those hundreds of millions of dollars worth of grant money that they get to produce vaccines. And that's, I think we could all agree, that's really what this is about. 
It's about I, money, just like yeah, Afghanistan. Oh, oh yeah, like, and, and it's in any, any in medical field, in my opinion. I'm not a huge vaccine person on any level. I mean, I think there's some things that that need to be given, but as a whole, um, follow the money. I mean, pharmaceutical companies give money to doctors for pushing certain vaccines, and then it's just, what are you going to do? It's easy money, right? So I'm just, I don't know. I'm not the biggest vaccine fan in no. my opinion yeah i mean i certainly think that measles mumps rubella yeah that's probably a good one right based on the history of those drugs but i mean there's data showing that these covid vaccines are actually changing how your cells divide i mean that's kind of scary if you think about it and it was i don't want to say it was rushed through clinical trials and all that but i mean when you look at what it's actually doing as far as a vaccine goes it is a little troubling and yeah, it's a mRNA vaccine. Yeah. I, I've done a little bit of reading, but not much. And by no means do I know very much about it. But, yeah, you're creating a protein. Your body's creating a new protein to attack this virus. So who's to say where that protein stops and where it starts? You know, I mean, it's just I just don't trust them personally. No. Yeah, well, anything that's highly for profit, you really, it's hard to trust it. But it's not even about that. Like, if you do your own research and you think you want to get the vaccine, then you should get the vaccine. Yeah. But if you don't, you shouldn't have a freaking gold star slapped on you and put in a freaking internment camp and be called less of a person. It's just insane that if you don't feel that the vaccine is right for you, that you are patronized to the level that people who don't get it are patronized. So your body, your choice as it pertains to abortion and this texas law but not vaccines like it's not your choice not your body with that but yeah. if you want to have an abortion your body your choice like you see why that's ridiculous like you can't pick and choose what you're going to be a hammer and sickle about it goes you know the other I mean? way though you can't say you can't have abortion laws restricting things and then say oh then a freedom of choice it goes both ways it does yeah yeah it does but most most of the argument around the abortion thing is the fact that it's, you know, the science is in, it's a human life, right? There's a heartbeat, there's things like that. Whether you agree with that or you don't agree with that or you think it's the woman's choice or it isn't, that's not the point. The science is already in on that. As far as actual clinical data and study of human life, like it is proven that that is a human being and that they have nerve endings and, you know, that's... Heartbeat, like heartbeat. 18 days maybe? Yeah. 18 days, give or take. Plus, we, we live in the most free country in the world with the most access to, to things like, come on, dude, a condom's like 60 cents. Birth control you get for free. God forbid you got to use a plan B pill. Like, okay, that's 80 bucks or whatever it is, but come on. There's like 30 or 40 steps you can take before it's like, well, I got to go down to Planned Parenthood. Like, it's just and the, the so responsible the, thing would be like, hey, maybe don't do that. And the other discussion would be like for anti-contraceptives, like, like a plan B or birth control or what the discussion is, shouldn't that become, if you don't want abortions to happen, shouldn't that become much more easily available, much more cost, AKA free or some like very low cost. I'm pretty sure they are. I think you can get free birth control on a free cell phone in this country now. So I don't know. I mean, you can get free contraception walking into a plan B, but even, all right. I'm just saying, but that, but then you, but if you want to get down and do the dirty, like that's a personal choice. Like should, should it be free that I have to pay for Ty to go, stick it to his lady no i don't have to pay for that why should that be free but also again if you don't want the thing is though if you don't want 
abortions and the, you don't want a high number of abortions in this country, then you, there, you have to f- find somewhere else to prevent them. I just and, don't understand what happened to personal responsibility in this country. Like, you don't graduate from college. You don't graduate from college if you don't actually do the work. The other thing I have with this, too, is um, our sex education in this country is not fucking good. It's And there's a reason that people don't know, understand how to do that. Because our sex education in this country is horrid. I mean, they put the condom on the banana. What else do you need to know? Not, not in most schools. Like, my school, they didn't fucking teach us that. I was taught uh, abstinence in my public Texas public school. Oh, well... I was use that. That's a hundred percent a guarantee that you're not going to impregnate that somebody. That doesn't fucking do anything though in terms of teaching teaching kids who are going to be sexually active at that point in time how to properly have sex. Yeah, they should show them the videos that we had to watch in school. And I went to a little bitty one high school. I mean, when did you graduate? Horrid videos, two thousand and two. That's not even that long ago. What kind of videos did they show you, Don? Oh, about all the STDs and all that stuff that you get. Oh, slideshow the, the pictures and everything. Oh yeah, because those vi- even though it was 2002, those videos were probably from 72. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like they're yeah. having to comb everything back just so you can see the warts. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like I didn't have any of that. So you have a cell phone. You can see a much cleaner version if you wanted to. It wasn't on a slideshow or you projector. Click was it? Click like the old thing. <laughs> VHS where you had to put your finger in it, rewind it. And this is gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> like so, that's what that looks like. Hey, do you have a color version, Miss Smith? <laughs> yeah. What was your sex education teacher's name? I don't even remember. I really don't. I think it was one of, probably one of the science teachers. Yeah, you were probably just sitting there like, Ours was oh, a coach. That looks different than mine. Why is everything <laughs> on your mind so red? <laughs> I think my I think my like health teacher was a baseball coach. Oh. That's oh you how, know but, what they say about baseball coaches and sexual education. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say, Don? I didn't play baseball. I didn't play it very long. <laughs> was it because of that? Yeah. Was your sexual education teacher the baseball coach too? No, no. Yeah, I think it was... Um, some very unattractive science teacher. Really? <laughs> yeah. F- male or female? Female. So were they her personal collection? Of I don't know. It was kind of sketchy. It sounds sketchy, especially when there's only like, what, you said you graduated with like 20 people? people. 28. So there's not a whole lot of people to get educated sexually on. <laughs> no. Yeah. Surprisingly, probably. Yeah, Ryan will have a comment about this. <laughs> <laughs> what would her comment be? Oh, there ain't no telling. She'll say something like, all those people in parent don't know anything about uh, sex education. She's probably right. She's probably right. Yeah. Did she go to a bigger school? Did she get better sex education from not bigger a bigger school? school? I don't know. It was in Florida. Seems oh, like they have better education Florida, in Florida. That's right. Yeah. I'm sure. Guys, rock and roll denim has absolutely changed the game when it comes to the performance and style in Western jeans. Top competitors like Shad, Tim O'Connell, Shelly Morgan, you name it. Your boy right here. We're all wearing rock and roll denim inside and outside of the arena. It gives you the flexibility you need to win as well as looking absolutely great in your interviews, appearances, whatever it is you're doing. Even if you're just doing podcasts like me. I had a chance to go to Rock and Roll Denim's factory the other day and pick out all the pants I wanted. Here's the thing. I got to try on a bunch of their new jeans. I love the men's revolver jeans with the reflex stretch technology because they're comfy. They're not stiff like some of the other jeans. Go check them out at rockandrolldenim.com or follow Rock and Roll Denim on Facebook and Instagram for the newest trends in Western fashion. Rockandrolldenim.com. Guys, let me remind you how much we love Pendleton whiskey and how much you'll love it too. Here's the thing with Pendleton. 
It's not on every single shelf in the entire country. Sometimes you go to those small towns where the small rodeos are and you can't find Pendleton. That's where drizzly.com comes into play. Satisfy your inner cowboy by purchasing your bottle of Pendleton whiskey online. Buy it online at drizzly.com. Put it in the trailer. Pendleton blended Canadian whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Pendleton Distilleries, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And please drink responsibly. So I got to ask about the badger thing. Okay. Because every time I look at my Instagram, I see that badger on right badger Facebook. he'll bite the shit out of you don't let her lie i, to I heard that uh i heard that he bit the hell out of like three or four people at barrel race the other day yeah he bit me sitting on the chair wanting some food like you're, he'll beg like a dog and bit me on the calf you're taking around. these the badger to to horse race. oh <laughs> to yeah it goes everywhere goes everywhere where did this whole idea what's his name connor connor yeah connor digger that's an interesting name yeah why is it connor well, she got into USC there for a oh, little bit. McGregor. <laughs> yeah, Connor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how he got his name. Uh, but no, I mean, he's he's pretty cool. We've had a little bit of everything. Badger, raccoon, skunk, deer, kinkajou. A what? Kinkajou. Man, they're from South America. Raccoon family. It's actually pretty nice. You have it still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where did the whole, like, collecting of the... You know, purse size exotic animals, animals come, from. come from. I think she's best I can understand. She's been that way since she was a little kid. She's mm-hmm. had a little bit of everything, like skunks when she was little. Um, I don't know. She had some type of little monkey too, but she said they were pretty mean, so she didn't want one of them anymore. I don't know. For anyone that's wondering what a kinkajou is, it look, kind of looks like a lemur. Yeah, a lemur. Yeah, like a. At least this one is like a tan lemur. You pull it up on the... Well, you know what it looks like. Never mind. You don't have to put it on the TV. He knows. It's I don't a, care. It's a honey badger looking thing. Ooh, honey badger. That would be the ultimate pet. Is that, that, that That's what they call them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Or, yeah. Honey badger, honey bear. So what, what are the steps you have to go through to actually get a badger as a pet? Well... Or do you just find one, kill yeah, the mother, and steal the baby? Steal the baby. Lose a finger? Yeah, she'll tell people that she, uh, like, wrestled her mom out of the hole and grabbed one of the babies, but uh, I'm pretty sure we paid a little bit of money from it from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was bred in captivity and everything. And uh, uh, she'll... Uh, if you ask her, she'll show you a picture of his brother that's, like, three years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big old fat badger. Um Got his nuts hanging out with a picture sitting there and says, hello, ladies, in the caption. <laughs> Badger's got, like, large testicles. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Ours don't. It's been castrated. But. So can you train them like dogs? Like, will he go outside to the bathroom, or are you just picking up badger dumps all over your house? No, he does. Really? He does. Scratch at the door kind of thing? St- stays in the kennel. Well, we don't give him that option. He, they're real destructive. Uh, but he stays in the kennel, and then... Just let him out, and he'll go outside. He won't go in the kennel. Really? Mm-hmm. And then he'll come back. He's not just like, you know what? I want to be a free badger. Oh, he stays on a leash outside. Uh, but I imagine he would stick around. He's pretty. He'll load up in the truck. Have you seen that one where he loads in the truck? I don't get, think I saw that. To get in the AC? Yeah, he'll straight up load in the truck. Uh, it's crazy, but he will He will bite the heck out of you. Not, I mean, not mean, but like playing or something. Really? They're pretty the playful. Oh, yeah. And they seem playful on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. <laughs> Plays with like the dogs. Yeah. I mean, she she's not the only famous barrel racer who's had wild pets. pets. Sherry Servi used to have javelinas and coyotes. Oh, yeah. I think she, she, I think she got her javelinas taken away from her. You, you'll have to talk to her. She'll, she, 
chill hall with like turkeys and uh, chickens and all kinds of stuff. Like Ryan will no or Sherry. Sherry. Oh no, like, I know in the trailer. Yeah, I got I got hooked by one of her javelinas when I was a kid at her house. <laughs> Son of a, that was terrifying when you're like eight or nine and this freaking weird little pig is like has razor blades coming out of its face. Right. Yeah. Down, Sparky, don't eat the kid. (laughs) (laughs) At least we haven't gone that far. I don't think we'll have to have a pig. I mean, uh, we got plenty of wild ones, those all running around. Yeah, everywhere. But you definitely wouldn't want one of those suckers. Javelinas are at least a little better looking than feral (laughs) pigs. Those things are nasty. Yeah, the badger tears up the yard enough, let alone a pig. In the Does yard. he? Does oh. he just naturally just wants to do what they do and dig the shit out of the ground? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's like, oh, he's just uh, he's just practicing. Like, he's freaking putting landmines in the yard. <laughs> Would you like to have to mow that thing? She's just standing there putting that silver paste off her nose. He's just practicing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> hey, that silver paste will help you pass the... Uh, COVID test, test. yeah. That ain't no lie. That's what uh, I think uh, she made enough people bad when we went to the NFR, and it's supposed to be a random draw. I think, like, three of us out of her little little circle that she had got double tested twice. Yeah. 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 They did not test as much as they said they were going to at the NFR, though. Man, I I got tested twice. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were able to just kind of walk past it and didn't say a word. Oh, We got there real early, though. But like at the at the at the tent, like like your callback in testing, they just scan the little thermometer on your head. I don't even know if they looked at it when they did that. No. Well, and in fact, when we were with I don't know, like the a few days before, we were getting all of our like our media passes because we were set up down there and all that. And uh, they said, "Did you get your COVID test?" And we were just like, "Yep." <laughs> and just, they, 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 I don't even remember them asking us. Uh, they asked Riley, and I, you weren't there yet. Yeah, they were like, "Did you get your COVID test?" Yeah, we sure did. Sure like did. most of the time, it was I think every day was just temperature check. I think that was just the thing that we went through. Yeah, yeah, we got there a couple hours before the rodeo started, though, and there weren't many people there. But now, didn't you get COVID after it, though? Yeah, it was going around. Just everybody was smart enough not to mention it. Yeah, I got it afterwards too. Yeah, a lot of people did. I didn't get it. No, you didn't. Probably because you're taking ivermectin, and here you are arguing against it. <laughs> Hmm, this paste tastes like apples, mommy. It's delicious. <laughs> oh man. So what are so you got let me make sure I get this list down. You got badger. Yep. I forgot I forgot what the other oh, ones. Oh well were. right now we just have a badger, a kinkajou, uh what's that st- stupid thing? Um a chinchilla, a snake. Two African ringneck. What parrots. kind of snake? Like a python? Yeah, like an orange one, yellow one. A big one? No, nah, he's not real big. He's probably two foot, two and a half foot long. Are any of these your idea? Or are they all her idea? They're all hers. Like <laughs> growing uh, when my boy was little, I mean, he got <laughs> anytime Ryan wanted to pet, uh, it was for my birthday. So pretty much all the dogs that I have, except for one, was a birthday present or a Christmas present. And then um, my boy, he got a rabbit one time for Easter. Uh, what are those? Uh, hamster looking thing one time as like a Like a gerbil? Yeah, like a gerbil for a present. Um, and, and then she says the snake was because he wanted it. Uh, I think she wanted it. Um, so, yeah, all those. 
A lot of them. Uh, are you are you just trying to check out check off every box of every animal mm-hmm. possible? What happens when you start getting to the big ones? Like, were you gonna have a draft at some point? She don't want a draft. She wants a bear. So, I, like, I can see that like going a black well. bear. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, right. That's what I think. I mean, put it in a stud stall. If that's you a great idea. Run it out of food. You can feed it to chicken. I don't know. Or, I mean, you could see what happened if you put the badger in with the bear. If it's like a small yeah. bear. Who'd win? You see those videos, once again, on the Discovery Channel, the actual honey badgers <laughs> running off lions. I wonder if a regular badger has that same spunk. The uh, I don't think Connor does. He's not uh, – He uh, I don't think he'd make it in the wild. He He's, likes the AC too well. And, a little bitch badger is Yeah, what he that's is. what he is. He wants to bite, <laughs> he wants to bite defenseless barrel racers. Yeah. He's got bad character just like the real Connor McGregor. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably only bites older people, cool. right? Just like right. Conor McGregor punches out old men in the pubs. Defenseless. Defenseless old women. I'm going to bite your ankles because they're exposed. You shouldn't have wore flip-flops today, bitch. Absolutely. You can't, if, he, if he's loose in the house, you cannot walk around without shoes or pants on. Why is that? I mean, what is it What is it about toes that get him going? I don't he just wants know. to chew on Well, you. I mean, he'll bite your pants anyway, but at least you got a layer of protection. Yeah. Have you ever thought, like, I'm just going to this badger one night well i told her if he bites me again and i told him that that i was gonna mount him on the wall next to everything else how did he react when you told him that did he, he bite you right back no he didn't care he ignored it he like, hmm. probably knew it wasn't happening so i'm gonna go dig a hole now right in your <laughs> yeah. front yard Absolutely. you don't mind right but if you do mind i'm just gonna bite your ankle so. she's like i'm just gonna tie him here in the grass for a minute i said no tie him on the concrete for a minute <laughs> when she took that thing somewhere for the first time what was the reaction uh, is this is, something you talk is, about is, or she probably just doesn't know is, even is that is that really is that really a badger that's normally whatever people is like yeah it's for real uh, it's a chihuahua dressed like it's a badger. badger yeah that's pretty much what it is about got about 10 pounds on the chihuahua they both bite your ankles though very similar very for sure that that's a scary critter because you just see them you see them do crazy things like this this whole thing shifted from being about you and your red beard and kung fu to being about badgers. Uh, that's you all probably right. expected that to happen. That's all right. Yeah, Ryan said it would. She's like, just so you know, it's going to be about the badger. Yeah. Uh, but no, he he is pretty good. Pretty good little critter. He ain't bad. Do uh, they like you able to bathe them easily and like without any issues? She can. She can pretty much do whatever she wants to to it. Uh, like, and so can Lexi that that helps Ryan. But like if. They're gone for a while. It takes him a little bit to like warm back up and not try to eat my face, but that's okay. Has he went for your jugular already? already. Yeah, if you're sitting in a chair, he will. Just, that we, you that, just can't be comfortable in your own house. Huh? That raccoon that we had, dang sure did. What'd you guys do with the raccoon? Uh, he he got big enough and we just let him out, let him out. He would go outside on his own after he got big enough and then he just wandered off yeah you can't keep them when they're bigger i think anybody i've seen who had one they always let them go after their babies yeah and he just i don't i mean who knows what he did but yeah they're not they're more like cats like little trash pandas they are that they don't come back destructive little critters does the badger smell strange yeah he's got a musky smell to it kind of like a ferret or something yeah just like a ferret pretty much that's unfortunate what do you no 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 no, that's unfortunate (laughs) You probably didn't realize you were going to turn into like this menagerie of strange animals. Right. I feel like Marty Stauffer off of Wild America. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bear Grylls. You can <laughs> yeah, Bear Grylls. at some point. So you went from playing playing ball in high school to becoming a vet to owning a badger. So he owning never said he, he never said he played in high school. He was he was referring to Pee Wee. Yeah, Pee-wee. said it wasn't that good. T-ball. I wasn't I wasn't that great. So yeah, he he played left field and T ball that one that one season. Yeah, I did too. Or that was me. I'm sorry. Undefeated <laughs> season. I just projected onto you. I shouldn't have done that. Guard tackling in. Yeah? Yeah. Settle, really? Set on the end of the bench. Yeah. Guard to water <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Make sure that the other three people on this eight-man football team don't get the Gatorade. That's right. Was it eight-man football at your school? It Did is now. Play? It was 11 when I played. Really? Yeah. Yeah, eight-man football is weird. It is. I'm, I hadn't been to a game since they switched, but yeah. I don't mm. know. Well... Maybe we'll let you get out of here. I'm sure that you you probably have to stop because badgers eat specific food, mm-hmm. and then I think chinchillas oh, yeah. eat gourmet food. So. Yeah, they, the chinchilla or the kinkajou eats better than most people do. I mean, Does they have to have real specific food? Uh, mainly it's all fresh fruit. Fresh papaya has to be flown yeah. over daily. Uh, what all does it eat? Blueberries, bananas. It likes uh, marshmallows pretty good, though. It is kind of like a bear like oh, that. I like marshmallows, too. I get it. It eats crap out of marshmallows. Gummy bears. That's fair. What's a badger eat? Dog food? Dog food. Chicken. I mean, if if we cook anything, you better not expect leftovers because the badger's going to get it and the dogs are going to get it. There's nothing ever left. You better not go back for seconds or anything. Did your dogs ever go for the badger? I'm just I'm just trying to imagine the first time you bring a badger home and how ranch dogs are. Man, our dogs, are, they're kind of used to everything, so they're actually pretty good with them. I got a standard poodle that would might be the only thing that that uh, would try to attack it, but it uh, it's like the big poodles. Yeah, like those the, suckers are mean. Yeah, he's a big one. Yeah, you but, do. Is it like? Are, are you doing real poodle stuff with it? Like retrieving? Yeah, he's supposed to be. He's not. He's not. I, we got a lab, and he's the lab's better than the poodle. But I mean, he will. Yeah, the poodle's a little better at upland game type stuff. Quail, pheasants. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember I had a a guy, he trained dogs, and I used to go hunting with him, hunt ducks and stuff with him, and he had a lady friend who did the, what are they called, uh, field trials or something, and that broad had poodles. Those are the slowest sums of bitches I've ever seen retrieve anything. Yeah, they're like real timid. Yeah, I, I worked for him in the summer, and I would throw the birds for him. I don't know, my grandpa got me stuck doing this. Like, this would be a great experience. You go throw ducks and shoot them for these field trial people, weird crowd, but... uh one old lady, she had to been 90 freaking years old. She had poodles, like six of them. And you'd start on a Saturday morning, and by the time that dog retrieved like three ducks, it was already Sunday evening and you were done. <laughs> they are slow. They're scary. They just look, they're probably more terrifying than a badger. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know how terrifying least, mine is. That's the only ones I've been around, and they were definitely terrifying. They were a little mangy, too. They were missing some hair. They kind of look like... Kind of look like those dogs from that movie, I Am Legend. You remember that movie? Yeah. yeah. Kind of look like that. Not beautiful animals. Not majestic whatsoever. Not like a <laughs> chinkapoo or whatever you had. Very majestic, those. Very majestic. Tell me it's not the poodle that it's like pampered, has like the fluffy white fur. No. 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 These ones are dirty and they still have that look, but yeah. They're more like a... That's probably why they're so scary. Like it's... a mentally disabled bloodhound, but fluffy. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that's probably why they're so menacing. It's their look is deceiving. They don't look that like they're mean until they, I think they look like they're meaner than shit. Until they fit. the big ones. They got big old teeth. They're like they might as well be a wolf. They just yeah a slow wolf. 
He knows. He had, yeah. He got his from a... He has a badger. Same place he got the badger from. <laughs> right. Bred into him. Yeah. Well, Don Lee, I think it's what is about time for your 630 uh, Kung Fu lesson. So That's right. I'll let you go. Go learn it up. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Thanks for coming. Thank y'all. This has been The Gage, hosted by me, Chance Conrado, produced and edited by our guy, Ty Yeager. Shout out to the executive producers, Dustin Pointer and Cody Denton. Marketing and content produced by Riley Chone. Make sure to rate and review this podcast, as well as follow The Gage on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to The Gage wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys next time.